Why did Representative Charles Rangel cry out, unconscionable? And Ann Kohler, New Jersey's Deputy Commissioner of Human Services, exclaimed, we are horrified at the new federal policy. To learn more, please stay tuned to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Rutenberg. I'm talking with Dr. Jay Berkelhammer, President of the American Academy of Pediatrics. We are discussing the crisis over the State Children's Health Insurance Program, or S-CHIP. Hi, Dr. Berkelhammer. Thank you very much for joining us at the Clinician's Roundtable. If tomorrow morning you were sitting down with President Bush to have a president-to-president chat, you're on the veranda looking out at the back 40, I know what I'd tell him, but what would you say to him? I would say to him that we need to reauthorize the S-CHIP program. This is not a time to play partisan politics. We need a bipartisan solution. Everybody knows children needs services. The program needs to be reauthorized, and it needs to be reauthorized at a level that will not simply give kids an insurance card, but will give the states the resources to be sure they have the access to the care they need. In President Bush's press conference, he asked Congress for a temporary extension of the current S-CHIP program. What's your response to that? My response is that there has been extensive work done by this Congress. There has been a bipartisan bill passed by the Senate. The Senate is working with the House to put a bill forward to the president that would represent bipartisan support. I would say this is not a time to do a continuing resolution. We ought to go ahead and sign the bill that is brought to him from both houses of the Congress with bipartisan support. How much money is requested by the Congress at this point? What have they agreed to? I don't know what they are going to agree to. They're in active negotiations right now. It appears as though the bill will be asking for $35 billion over the next five years, which is not nearly the amount that was needed when we calculated what it would take to bring the 6 million children who are currently eligible for S-CHIP and Medicaid into the program. That number was $60 billion. So the $35 billion number is already a compromise, which probably will only reach out to approximately $4 million of the children who are eligible for S-CHIP and Medicaid, rather than covering the full $6 million. But it's a positive step. It's a good step forward. And it's a compromise number that has been well vetted by the Congress. According to the Congressional Budget Office, I believe they said that President Bush's $30 billion budget request for S-CHIP for the funding the years 2008 to 2012 is not even enough to cover the children currently enrolled in S-CHIP. Is that true? That is true. And the $35 billion that I just mentioned would be added to the 25 that is currently in the program for $60 billion over the next five years. And that's what it's going to take just to be able to cover the kids who are currently in the program and to add 4 million more children who are currently eligible for the program to get into the program. If we go with what the president recommended, there would be children who are currently in the program who would end up being squeezed out. In his radio address, he also said, we are at a physical divide, quote-unquote. Is this a divide or is it a chasm? And what are the key differences between what the Academy would like to see passed and the Congress's philosophy and that of the president. I can't speak to what the president is saying or why he's saying what he's saying. The best I can interpret is that he is seeing the reauthorization as some kind of philosophical difference between him and the Congress on the way health care ought to be financed. I think that 
the reality is is that there are fundamental resources that are necessary to make sure children who are living in poor families get the care they need. Every presidential candidate is talking about health insurance reform or new policies. What should health insurance be to ensure that our children are protected? What system would you advocate? And if you want to answer this personally, rather than speaking for the Academy, I certainly understand that. Well, the Academy actually has supported a program called MetaKids, which would create a fail-safe for children who are born without insurance, and then families could make a decision as to whether they wanted to move out of that fail-safe Medicare-like program into private insurance or if they were eligible to go into the S-CHIP or the Medicaid program. I believe we're at a point in our history in this country where we will be most comfortable with a mix of public and private insurance for children, but that the public believes that every child needs to have one or the other and that we can't leave children on the sideline without insurance. If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Jay Berkelhammer, president of the American Academy of Pediatrics. We are discussing the crisis over the state children's health insurance program. Going back to the question about philosophical divide, I understand there's some issues related to percent over the poverty level that would be covered, states' rights versus the federal decree, waiting periods, and something called crowd-out that people would stop their private insurance because they can get, quote, the free giveaway from the country. At least that's what it seems like the president is concerned about. How do you respond to those? There is little evidence that there is any significant crowd-out. The concern that the president has expressed, and I've heard him mention, is the request of the state of New York to go to 400% of the poverty level. That is not in the S-CHIP reauthorization that was denied. The levels that the states have gone to have been decided at the state level. I think the program is a healthy program because there is state flexibility and states have ways of setting these programs up to their own individual needs so that this has been a very successful program in developing the interface between public financing of health care for children and private insurance. So you would favor a mixture much like the AMA is proposing? Well, the benefit package for children need to be designed for children, and they need to be specific to children and cover those things that include immunizations and preventive services. It needs to be a comprehensive benefit package. The families who are not able to afford insurance and cannot get it through their employer need to have access to the S-CHIP program or if they qualify to the Medicaid program, that private insurance should be readily available with age-appropriate benefits for all children. I know, again, with this concern about we're moving to government health care, government-run system, one of the things that I thought might make it more palatable to those who are opposed to moving forward with S-CHIP would be some form of individual responsibility as opposed to just saying, here's a giveaway, say, you know, Here's the insurance for your children, but you've got to show us that you're going to take advantage of it. Is there any role here for personal responsibility that people sort of have to step up to the plate? I think that personal responsibility is extraordinarily important, but we cannot hold a child hostage to the bad decisions that their parents may make. 
particularly in the area of health insurance. And so that I would say that we have a societal obligation to make sure every child has health insurance. And we need to work with families so they understand how they can avail themselves of their most affordable and their most reasonable option. But to have a system that doesn't include all children is something that I cannot support. I think that when we talk about the adult population, there are other options that come into play. But we need to do something fundamental for children, much like we've done for the elderly with Medicare, and say that every child deserves a healthy start and needs the health insurance that it takes in order to have it. If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Jay Berkelhammer, president of the American Academy of Pediatrics. We are discussing the crisis over the state children's health insurance program. In addition to the availability of appropriate and adequate insurance, insurance doesn't guarantee access. What steps should be taken to make sure that once the insurance is available, that access is also available? Well, Bill, you've hit the nail on the head on that one, too. And one of the ways you assure access is you assure that the public programs are prudent purchasers of health insurance, that they demand high-quality health care, but that they have enough money in the system so that they can afford to pay what it takes to get the children to the places that all other children with private insurance go to as well. And we must be able to provide equal access for children, whether they be a publicly funded or a privately funded patient. And the reimbursement levels that are put into play through the public programs need to be competitive with the private reimbursement levels. I believe that something was amended to the bill or is in the works, something called the Medicaid and CHIP Payment and Access Commission or MACPAC. What is that going to do and will that help increase access to care? This establishes an oversight on reimbursement levels that is very similar to what exists in the Medicare program so that we can see what payment levels are out there and to have a vehicle to look where access is not what it needs to be and relate that to those payment levels. This is a very important provision. That provision is in the House portion of the bill, and I am very hopeful that the Senate will accept that provision and bring that forward as part of the combined bill that both the House and the Senate approve. Looking at other tacks to get this legislation in place, Governor Elliot Spitzer of New York proposed legal action. What are your thoughts about this tactic? I really don't have an opinion on whether legal action is going to be required here or what type of legal action he's talking about. I know that cigarette tax has been proposed here as part of the solution for raising the dollars in order to fund this program. I wish that that wasn't the way that it was being funded, but I see that as the best alternative that the Congress has at this point in time. I do think one of the spinoffs of a cigarette tax is it may have the effect of making smoking more costly and less desirable to those who do smoke, so there could be a beneficial health effect on that side of the equation as well. If the governor or several of the governors file legal action, would the Academy file an amicus curiae brief? I think we would have to look at that and see. If you could write the headline for tomorrow's newspaper, 
How would it read? Congress and President realize the importance of all children receiving health insurance, and a bill is signed to make that possible. I wish that we had more time to talk about funding and some of the other important issues regarding S-CHIP, and certainly I hope the President heeds your advice and we get some effective legislation because the deadline is on September 30th. I would like to thank Dr. Jay Berkelhammer, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing the crisis over the state children's health insurance program. I want to leave you with the thought for the day from President George Bush, who remarked, Condoleezza Rice has the PhD. I'm the C student, but look who's the leader and who's the advisor. Think about that one. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to a special series on children's health on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For questions and comments, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com or visit us at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. I wish you good day, good health, and good insurance.